Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July 26, 2021. What's going on? How are you? How's it going in your neck of the woods? Is everything going all right? Jesus Christ, I hope it is. I hope it is. Um, you know, as the new variant starts to settle in, we're seeing the numbers are on the rise and a lot of unvaccinated people. Um, I'm actually really enjoying those news stories now. You know, I used they used to bother me. Like, come on, everybody. Why can't we all do the same thing so we're all on the same page, man? And now I just realize it doesn't fuck it. I don't give a shit. I don't care. It's just like, dude, you want to go out there and fucking catch this shit and lose your sense of fucking smell or taste? Do it, man. Nobody's going to tell you what to do, man. Fucking do whatever you want to do. I don't give a fuck. I'll stay home for another year with my kids. I don't give a shit. You know? Think I can't turn on a fucking little goddamn recorder and talk to myself at fucking 7 o'clock in the morning? Because I can't. You don't scare me, fucking people who want to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, yeah, there we go. So, yeah, I don't give a shit. All these people, you're going to get vaccinated. They're going to put a fucking microchip in you. You're already microchipped. You got a fucking goddamn phone. You put it in your pocket. You won't walk away from it. It's listening to you. The fucking thing listens to you. It's been doing that. Oh, Christ, it's been doing it for years. Time I was in a pitch meeting, right? What's a pitch meeting, Bill? You hanging out with a bunch of baseball players? Uh, it's a pitch pitch meeting. You go in and you go, hey, we have an idea for the show. And they're like, oh, do you? Well, why don't you come over and tell us a little bit about it? We're like, okay. So... You go over there, and you pitch a show. So one time I'm pitching this show, right? It's me and this other dude who's like in his 30s, and then the person I'm pitching to is in their 30s, and it's old-ass me. So the pitch is going great and everything. So I'm trying to describe the show. At one point, I make a reference to this old kid's show called The Banana Splits, and the meeting just comes to a screeching halt because the dude I'm with and the dude I'm pitching to have never heard of the show. Because it was on like 50 fucking years ago. So anyway, the next day, my buddy who I was pitching with, he goes on his computer or on his phone. And in the side, you know, the advertisements on the side, there was a, there was a, a, a picture of a, a T-shirt for the Banana Splits, the TV show. So you're already fucking microchip. Uh, hey, Siri. Is arugula from the spinach family? Whatever the fuck you do, that thing's fucking listening to you. These fucking creeps at Best Buy or whatever, they're fucking watching you through your smart TV. It's a, it's a fucking rap. It's already over. You notice anytime, like at this point, if something fucked up happened, if there's not video of it, you're like, what, what, wait, how? You know? Man in the middle of fucking nowhere, mauled by a grizzly bear. In fucking, you know, eastern Russia. And there'll be fucking video of it. Some park rangers got a goddamn... These fucking assholes went into the woods. And when there was a mother bear hibernating with her cubs, they went in there and or, or something like that. They went in there and they killed this fucking bear while it was sleeping, which is uh, against the rules of hunting. It's not against the rules of starving, but it's against the rules of hunting. You know what I mean? Which I don't I don't understand that. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, I'm going to go out and kill a fucking bear. Well, don't do it while it's sleeping. Don't you have enough of advantage with your fire stick? Fire stick, you remember that from old Hollywood when they would do movies with Native Americans in them? Then we'll play by white people with rouge on their face. White men come with fire stick. Yeah, they fucking go up there and they, they shoot this fucking bear while it's sleeping. Middle of the woods. Middle of the fucking nowhere. Of the, of the fucking nowhere? Of the fucking... Middle of the fucking nowhere. And guess what? They got caught. There was video of it. You know what I mean? I swear to God, dude. 
if you walked out into the middle of the fucking Amazon, took your dick out and started jerking off, you have like a 50-50 chance a satellite is going to fucking take video of it. Is it Google maps the earth or maps the earth or whatever? And then all of a sudden your boss is going to be calling you up, right? You have no fucking idea. This is weird. I'm down here in fucking Brazil. My boss is calling me. I hope everything's all right. Do I, do I sound drunk? Okay. Hello? Why, yes, yes, I am having a good time down here. I, you know, I, as far as I know, I still have another three days down here. Is, is everything all right? What's that? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was part of the trip. I wanted to see the uh, Amazon forest before it was, uh, you know, they chopped all the trees down. Well, you know, I did a zip line tour. Um, I, you know, we saw the Amazon River. Well, that was, yeah, that was what, what I did out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all I did. Well, it's just, I don't understand what you're getting at. And eventually the guy would be like, we just got a fucking email that shows someone who looks like you. Now, this is the middle of, of fucking Brazil. I don't know how many fucking pasty, freckled, bald orange men there are. And you got your goddamn schmeckle out and you're fucking uh, acting like it owes you money. Okay, it's already gone viral. Uh, you're no longer allowed back in the uh, country, so you're no, you're no longer gainfully employed. So I hope you brought some sunblock because your career's over. As is, well, you know what? They wouldn't get ready as, as a citizen. Let me look that up. If you jerk off in the rainforest and a satellite catches you, are you allowed back into the United States? Since 9-11, no. <laughs> <laughs> everything went back to 9-11. 9-11 was the excuse for everything. Why are you being hostile? Uh, why are you being a cunt, drunk with power, all right? You don't even know how to fly this thing. Um, sorry. Plowing ahead here. So, uh, yeah, you're already fucking microchipped, okay? It's going to happen. The whole thing is going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it because we're not organized. I hate saying that. You know, because I don't want to get microchipped, but it's it's going to happen. Um, all right, let's get off this fucking creepy goddamn subject. So everybody out there, yeah, don't get facts. Don't wear masks. Do whatever the fuck you want. Breathe all over each other. Um, and then other people want to get vaccinated, you'll get vaccinated. And the virus evidently will pass through both of us and just keep getting stronger because it's going to take a peek at the fucking. You know what? You know what the fucking Joe Biden needs to do when he wakes up from his nap? He needs to fucking channel Dennis Green. Rest his soul, right? Football, great football coach, Dennis Green. And he needs to get out there and just yell at these fucking virus people. Just be like, the COVID virus was exactly who we thought it was. And we let it off the hook. (laughs) Just get back into yelling at people. Um, So evidently, it's just going to keep getting stronger, which is sort of exciting. Sort of an exciting thing. Where, you know, because there's this, this theory now with people who get vaccinated, who are considered liberals, socialists, you know, Hillary sniffers, whatever the fuck they're called. All right. They have now gone from all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray to being like, you know what? I hope this fucking virus kills all these other people, like literally. Which, I got to be honest with you, I kind of agree with that, but not because of a fucking liberal standpoint. I'm more like about, you know, it's going to be 130 degrees up. And I'm not even about like trees at this point. I'm about me. Because that's what this is all about. It's about you. So, you know what? I'm going to make it about me. I'm a fucking redhead. I was a redhead. Now I'm a red face. I barely fucking survived summers. When it wasn't fucked up. But if there's going to be like 129, 130 degree days, then a lot of people got to go. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, some of the, uh, you know, if the right bands go out and tour, the right people are going to show up. 
<laughs> and they're going to breathe all over each other. It's going to be fucking wonderful. Um, and then what's funny is people on the left are then kind of like, well, hey, man, like, then all all the dumb people will get killed, which I love. All the dumb people will die. Why, why are they dumb? Because they don't see the world the way you do without your science degree? That's exactly right. And I'm a warrior. He, he him, they. Uh, social justice awareness. Black Lives Matter. Um, in my white neighborhood. Um, yeah, it's going to kill all the dumb people. And let's just say it killed everybody who didn't agree with you. It didn't see the world the way that you did. And now it's a whole bunch of you walking around. And what do you think is going to happen? Do you honestly think that everybody's going to get along at that point? Because we all see everything the same way. It's not going to. Because what it is, is human beings get annoyed with each other. We're also flawed. So what would happen is within the fucking, hey man, like the, all the liberal people that would still be alive or the conservative people, whoever ends up being right on this fucking issue, right? I'm going to lean towards the uh, scientists. I'm crazy that way. Um, within that group of people, they would start to break apart once again. Well, he's not like liberal, liberal, or this person's like too liberal. This person's crazy. And it would eventually... That'll happen. You know, I mean, look at fucking sports teams. They're all wearing the same uniform. They all want to. They all want to win the game. They all want to win a championship. How many fucking times have you seen it? This player hates that player, but you're on the same team. Well, he's got better hair than I do, and you know, after the game, we went to Applebee's, and the chick I was hitting on, he hit on, and then he fucked her instead of me. Why does he always win the game within the game? And then the fucking the whole thing falls apart. So that's not going to happen. What's going to happen, hopefully, is, you know, half the planet will die. And even then, we'll still be overpopulated, but it will slow this shit down. You know, I don't know. Maybe the glaciers will come back a little bit, but I'm, I'm kind of up for it. I'm up. I'm, on, I'm into misinformation. And, uh, you know, I wasn't dumb with my money. Thank God. I didn't go out and buy some fucking, you know, 40 Bill Burr fans can't be wrong, gold LeMay suits. I didn't do that. Old Ebenezer fucking freckles sat on his shit, you know? And I didn't. You know, it wasn't even like a smart economic move on my part. I just know what I look like. <laughs> Unlike a lot of these assholes on the internet who aren't good looking and people as people are going, you're a goddess, you're gorgeous. Yes. I, I, you know, I look in the mirror and I see the reality of what I see. And I'm like, who the fuck ever told you that you could go outside? Um, all right. That's a little harsh. Um, anyway, uh, I've been going to the gym, hitting the elliptical cardio burns fat. No cardio burns calories. Well, guess what? I'm getting fucking, I'm in, Getting in good shape here, man. Yesterday, I got two compliments. People saying, you're looking good, man. You're working out. I was like, oh, me? Tee-hee-hee. Why, yes, I am. Oh, Billy Balliptical. Been on that fucking elliptical for fucking uh, Balliptical Burr. Been on that thing for the whole goddamn month. I took yesterday off because I was actually kind of fucking depressed. I'm not going to lie to you. Um... I did that show at the, uh, you know, at the Will Turn, had an awesome time, but this just was sort of this impending feeling that like, hey man, this is probably the last indoor live fucking show we're going to do for a while, was sort of the vibe I was feeling, and, um, you know, I was just like, oh God, not this fucking shit again. You know, just, just overall, it's just depressing as you just sit there and it's just like, people just don't work together. Because they don't, they don't want the truth. They, they want to be right. And that's it. On both sides. If there is really just two sides. Everybody just wants to be right. The fucking mass people want to be right. The non-mass people want to be right. And everybody is dug in. You know, this is how you make a fucking bunt cake. No, this is how you do it. And it's just, it's over. So um, afterwards, I was hanging out 
I was smoking a cigar, right? I had worn a mask the whole night. Now I'm smoking a cigar. I'm trying to stay six feet away from everybody, as, you should, as you're supposed to, unless you, you don't think you should, right? And all of a sudden, this woman comes into the fray who's fucking hammered. Hammered. Like I, like, I respected the level of drunk she was. It was like that level. Like, just came in, you know, like a toddler. You know, where toddlers don't wait for people to stop talking. They just start fucking talking. She was doing that shit, right? And then finally, like, she was so drunk, somebody gave her a chair to sit down in. All right? Nice enough person, but fucking hammered. And uh, I'm not judging her, because, you know, God knows I got after it back in the day. I've been that drunk, and uh, I was probably even louder. So anyway, someone was talking about the new John Mayer album. And I was saying, yeah, man, I heard nothing but good things. I heard it's like one of his best albums, if not his best album. And he said, yeah, he's been describing it as sad rock. It has like an 80s vibe and sound. And, you know, I saw the billboard on Sunset and my buddy was saying, yeah, man, he kind of looked, almost looked like a Rick Springfield sort of album cover and all of this stuff and all this really cool sort of like uh, sort of theme that he came up with and then the marketing behind it, which I always find fascinating as a music lover. So he tells the whole fucking story. And uh, it was really fascinating. And when he finishes telling the story, everybody's kind of like, huh, oh, wow, that's cool. I'm going to check out that album. And then it gets like quiet. And then the drunk lady goes, and then what? <laughs> there was like a pause. And I just started fucking cracking up laughing. And it just kind of made me remind once again, you know, of being in a pitch meeting and you're done with the pitch. And then they're like, and then what? Then what happens with the show? And you're like, uh, and then nothing like that. That was the pitch. Oh, you thought there was that that felt like it wasn't done. And then, you know, you're not going to sell the show. If it doesn't feel like it's fucking done to them, that means they're looking at it like it's a fucking undercooked half-baked fucking idea and guess what your dream's done you can go back to the chuckle hut buddy because you ain't getting on tv motherfucker and that's how this business works you know unless you know you're a fucking white woman then you get to be like well how come you have you 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 picked up the guy's show and you didn't pick up my show and then they have to pretend like your, your, your idea didn't suck because you have a vagina am i exaggerating of course i am but it's fun that's what comedy is, exaggerating. Exaggerating the truth or what you think is the truth. It may be a lie that you want to be true, right? All right, let's look up right now. How many people are going to die with the new strain of COVID? It's like a game show. Come on, big number. Come on, big number. Come on, big number. All right, the Delta variant. Of course, it's called Delta. My least favorite fucking airline. Jesus Christ. The fucking, the amount of sky whores that are on that fucking airplane. Everybody has status. Like 90% of the plane boards before first class. I've never understood it. I get the beginning where they're like mothers... You know, with kids, uh, troops, you know, anybody who's deputized. I understand all of that shit. All right. Let's get all the people that control the people on the fucking plane first. You know, uh, Kevin Costner's stunt double in my bodyguard. Is he here? Yeah, you can go on. Right? Anybody with the fucking, you know, hey, it's fucking red shirt Wednesday. Hey, who's got a red shirt? Right? The whole fucking plane gets on. Of course, it's called Delta. Um, Delta Airlines is for dumb people. It really is. You know what I mean? American Airlines is for fucking old people like myself slash people who want to make it great again. And then all those other ones are all going to go out of bit. United. I don't know what they, you know, I, I was into United until they absorbed U.S. Air. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? You got to watch who you hang out with. 
you know, if you start hanging out with the wrong kinds of people, you're going to end up doing what they were doing. So United, I don't know about those guys. All right. The effects of a virus variance on COVID. Oh, no, now I want to know how many people are going to fucking die. Death rate prediction. COVID 2021. Come on. Big number. Big number. This week's national ensemble predicts that the number of newly reopened COVID-19 deaths will likely increase over the next four weeks with 1,200 to 5,300 new deaths likely reported in the week ending August 14th, 2021. That's fucking amazing. You know, it's crazy about this morbidly. What if I get it and I fucking die? Well, he wanted people to die, but he didn't count on it being himself. Then he'd do some trashy uh, true podcast stories of Hollywood. Podcasting, ain't it a bitch? Um, all right, I got to do some shout outs here. Not shout outs. Uh, pay my respects to some people here. Jeff Labar of Cinderella, um, lead guitarist so of that amazing band that I saw a couple of times. So I'm open for ACDC. And I saw him on some um, monsters or something. I can't even fucking remember. But uh, I always loved that band. And uh, he was just a fucking rock star. Killer vibed. He looked great. He had all those cool guitars. And um, in memory of him, I actually watched Cinderella at the Peace Festival in Moscow, 1989 where they came out and did like a 45, 50-minute set. I watched the whole thing last night, and uh, I was watching it. I was just like, man, I just really miss people being able to play instruments. (laughs) I just miss it. You know, I get when people play instruments now, it's not going to sound like the music that I listened to. Oh, back in my heyday when I had my orange and red locks. Um, I just really fucking, uh, I really miss that shit. And, uh, when I see like a DJ, I know there has to be an art form to it or else anybody with a fucking laptop would be doing what these people are drawing the crowds that they're drawing. I should probably try to understand it more. I guess I got to look at them more like a composer. You know, because then, you know, they're still telling a story with, with, with whatever music they're uh, typing, however it fucking works. I don't I don't get it. You know what I mean? You know, I'm a, I, you know, I'm a horseback rider. And all of a sudden the car shows up. I'm like, where's the horse? How does it go? I don't understand. That's not a horse. Tell you right now, you give me a horse any day over that fucking thing. Can't even go down a goddamn trail. This is called asphalt. What the hell is that? That looks like lava. But it's black, right? Kind of like that musically. But anyway, without trashing the young people and their drugs and their fun, I really fucking miss watching young people that know how to play fucking guitar and drums and bass and can sing live and all of that shit. And uh, yeah, so I watched Cinderella at the Moscow Peace Festival, 1989, which was a big deal because uh, back then, you know, we were fucking, we were like the uh, Colorado Avalanche and the fucking Detroit Red Wings back in the day in the late 90s. We were like, you know, we weren't getting along. Not saying we're really getting along now, but like the big thing back then was people in Russia, they couldn't get, uh, they couldn't get stuff from America. And one of those, you know, jeans and all of that shit. And one of the big fucking things was uh, music. So it was a big deal when Gorbachev got in there and he let these bands come in and play. The fa- the crowd was going fucking nuts. It must have been so exciting to go over there and play. Slash, I would be nervous like, um, none of you guys have drugs on you, right? Right? As <laughs> you're flying over there. Uh, I would have been terrified. Um you know, uh, Fred Curry had the fucking Power Toms, played the Pearl Kit. And that was a big deal back then, like, with, like, drums. You know, everybody played either uh, Tama or Tama. I never knew how to say that. Or Pearl. Right until the fucking 
late 80s, and then all of a sudden, Drum Workshop, DW came out, and everybody changed. And I remember Tommy Lee was always playing Pearl, and then he went to, he switched over to DW, and then everybody did. Um, the dude from Poison, I remember he switched over. But then all the fucking speed metal guys all played uh, Tama drums. And that became like, it's was, it was like literally just like within metal music, the subsets of metal music, there was like the gear that you had to have. And I want to give, I think Slash was the guy, if not Tom Kiefer, I would say Slash or Tom Kiefer brought the Les Paul back because everybody had the fucking shredder guitars. I saw a thing one a time backstage of Cinderella and, Tom Kiefer was showing all of his, he's the lead singer, all, also killer guitars, was showing all of his guitars, and he was playing vintage guitars in the 1980s, and he had a 1959 Les Paul, Les Paul which I hope he still has, because those things are worth like fucking, you know, 350, half a million bucks last time I looked. Um, you know when they say you, if you could go back in time, you know, would you bet like the Super Bowl and shit like that? If you went back in time, to 1959 and you just walked into a fucking if they had a store if you just ordered 10 1959 Les Paul guitars you would never have to work again if you sold nine of them like I don't know I guess you'd still have to wait for 50 years doing some job you hated and then if you went well no wait how does this scenario work Bill do you get to go back in time with those buy those 10 guitars and then come back. Dude, can you imagine that if you discovered a fucking time machine and you went back in time and rather than trying to uh, affect some shit positively, you know, go back in time and just be like, uh, Mr. Lincoln, you might not want to go to that play tonight, you know, instead of doing that shit, you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to 1959, buy a bunch of Les Paul guitars, I'm going to fucking go back to 1955 or 53 or whatever and get a Mickey Mantle rookie baseball card. And then I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to buy a bunch of property in the Valley like Bob Hope did, knowing that eventually they're going to build or want to build on it. He just did it to build your portfolio. I always wonder what would happen if you went back, right? Like, if you went back and you killed Hitler, right? You killed all those Nazi cunts, right? Then where does does America end up? Because it was because of those Nazi cunts that we ended up rising up in power afterwards, simply by the fact that we were still standing because all of Europe was bombed out except for the countries that remained neutral. Like Sweden. Sweden stayed neutral. Switzerland stayed neutral. And just the fact that they were still a functioning country. Because I'll tell you, it's weird. When you go to um, like the Netherlands, you just see like everything looks, you know, pretty new. And I was talking to them about that. Going, you guys don't have a lot of old buildings out here. And they say, uh. <laughs> like the Germans. It's <laughs> like, Wow. So every once in a while, you'll come across. When I went to Germany, when I, in Berlin, uh, there was some old church that I saw that was still like half bombed out from World War II. It's fucking wild to go over there. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about here. Uh, another shout out. Um, uh, rest in peace. Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason, one of the most underrated fucking comedians of all time. Wish I didn't just swear there. Jackie Mason, one of the one of the most underrated comedians of all time, because he didn't need to swear. I saw that guy on Broadway. Um, where, where the hell was I? I was in New York City. I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, the name of the theater that I saw him in. I don't remember. All I know is this guy came out, and I was like, all right. What is this guy going to do? You know, he's an old guy. We'll see. We'll see what this guy's going to do. You know, 
I didn't have high expectations. I saw him in the late 90s. He was 70-something years old. Dude, this guy came out and, and just absolutely murdered for an hour. Murdered. Then took a 15-minute intermission and then came out and did another 45 minutes. Just absolutely destroying. And I would say as far as people from that generation that I'm really happy that I got to see that went out and just absolutely killed it. Uh, Jackie Mason, Joan Rivers, and George Carlin. I would put on the Mount Rushmore of, uh, not saying there aren't any anybody else from that generation, but just as far as how long they were at the top of their game, how much material they wrote, and how long they could be on stage and absolutely destroy. So I feel very fortunate that I got to see him. The guy was a rebel. He got banned from the Ed Sullivan show. Um, Here it is, middle finger incident. He allegedly gave Ed Sullivan the finger. He denied it. This is 1964. So he would have been, let's see, 1928, 30. He was 36. Okay, right as you're hitting your stride as a comedian, you're on Ed Sullivan, who was Johnny Carson before Johnny Carson. Um, I mean, put it this way, the Beatles did the Ed Sullivan show, and then after that, they were the fucking Beatles. That's how big that show was here in America, right? Relax, England. I'm not saying they weren't the Beatles over there, okay? All right, on October 18th, 1964, in an appearance on the Ed Sullivan show, Mason allegedly gave host Ed Sullivan the finger on air. Footage of the incident shows Mason in the middle of doing his stand-up comedy act and then looking towards Sullivan, who had placed himself directly behind the camera, camera, commenting that Sullivan was signaling him. Sullivan was reporting letting Mason know by holding up two fingers that he only had two minutes left and to cut his act short as the program was about to cut away due to having been partly preempted by an impromptu speech by President Lyndon B. Johnson uh, that the show carried. Mason began working his own fingers into his act to make fun of the situation, oh no, and pointed towards Sullivan with an index finger, a thumb, but not as Sullivan mistakenly believed his middle finger. Oh, Sullivan was infuriated by this and banned Mason from future appearances on the show, canceling Mason's six, uh, six appearance contract worth forty-five grand, and the equivalent of three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars in twenty twenty. Uh, Mason denied knowingly giving Sullivan the middle finger. He later said that he had not heard of the middle finger gesture at that time. All right, we got to click on the middle finger gesture. In Western culture, the finger and middle finger is an obscene gesture. The gesture communicates, meaning fuck me, fuck you. It doesn't mean fuck me, it means fuck you. Shove it up your ass, up yours, go fuck yourself. It's performed by showing, we know how it's formed. Classical error. The gesture dates back to ancient Greece. Oh, there goes that excuse. It was also used in ancient Rome. Historically, it represented the phallus. Is that the dick? A phallus is a penis. All right. How come nobody says that? Hey, baby, you want to see my phallus? (laughs) Sorry. In the early 1800s, it gained increasingly recognitions as a sign of disrespect and was used by music artists, notably more common among actors, celebrities, athletes, and politicians. Most still viewing the gesture as obscene. The index finger and the ring finger beside the middle finger in more contemporary periods has been likened to represent the testes. Wow, they really got into this. All right, let's get back to Jackie here. Um, To clear his name, Mason filed a libel suit on the grounds that Sullivan had defamed him at the New York Supreme Court. The court dismissed most of Mason's complaints. Money! Both Mason and Sullivan appealed to the New York Supreme Court. Oh, now he's suing the guy. 
or he's going after McCord, which reinstated three additional causes of actions against Sullivan in June 66. Mason was nevertheless banned from the show for a period of time. Sullivan asserted that Mason was unpredictable and could not be trusted. Because of Sullivan's influence, he was branded as unreliable, volatile, and obscene, and he failed to get substantial television work for the next two decades. Oh, my God. Mason was, you know what he did? The voice of the aardvark on the Pink Panther. Mason was given a single comeback appearance on the Sullivan television show program two years later, and Sullivan publicly apologized to him, but the damage was done. At that time, Mason opened his monologue by saying, it is a great thrill and a fantastic opportunity to see me in person again. (laughs) Mason later appeared on the show five times, April 23rd, 67, back February 68, November 68, July 69, August 69. Mason later said it took 20 years to to overcome what happened in one minute. Wow. So he kind of got canceled. You should definitely read about this guy. I mean, absolutely uh, an absolute beast. Totally original, and uh, I feel so lucky that I got a chance to see him. So rest in peace, Jackie Mason. Rest in peace, Jeff Labar. Um, All right, and with that, it's almost time for the advertising, but I got to give a shout-out to your Boston Red Sox, the most exciting game of the year. They were down 4 to nothing. The Yankees had a no-hitter going, which is exciting. Right, And then all of a sudden, the eighth inning came, and the Red Sox scored five, count them, five runs. They shut down the Yankees in the top of the ninth to win it five to four. And that's the way it was yesterday at Fenway Park. I got to get the MLB package. It's time. I just have to get it. Uh, But I am, you know, going to be going on the road here. I don't know. I'm going to get it. I kind of, I was, yesterday I was watching, was I watching the uh, White Sox and the Brewers and um, I don't know. I just I really like baseball. I know it's not the most popular thing to say, but I I, I fucking like it. Um, oh, I did mention yes. I got I got really fucking depressed and bummed out. You know, just with the fact that all of this shit's coming back. You know, allegedly, I have no idea. And uh, so yesterday, I hung out with a buddy of mine who's not in show business. We went out. We got some barbecue. I had a root beer float and I smoked a cigar and I felt like a million bucks. <laughs> I'm going to pay for it in my way in. I think I'm about I'm about a buck 80 right now. So um um I lost, you know, about 9 pounds this month. If I can lose 9 pounds next month, I'll be you know, low 170s. And then, you know, lose a couple more, give myself a little buffer. Dude, is there anything better than a fucking root beer float? Oh my god. It's fucking amazing. Really is what life is about. All right. You know what else life is about? About getting good fucking humanely sourced meat sent to you. Butcher box, everybody. You know, summer is all about savoring every moment. Whether you're hosting a backyard get-together or an impromptu gathering, Butcher Box will help you spend less time searching for high-quality meat so you have more time for making memories. Butcher Box delivers humanely sourced meat of your choosing right to your doorstep. Options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, wild-caught Alaskan tailor, tails, lobster tails, wild-caught lobster tails, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, you don't know what the fuck they're going to do, and sugar-slash-nitrate-free bacon. Each box ships with 9 to 11 pounds of meat, packed fresh, shipped frozen, and vacuum-sealed. Uh, my favorite thing to grill in the summer, I like the burgers, man. I'm a burger person. Uh, whether you customize your box or order a curated section, focus on how you always get your choice of high-quality options. I always go with the uh, heritage breed pork. Um, the chicken's great. Plus, I love having it in the freezer, you know? And you're thinking, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? You just pull it out, you thaw it out. You pull out the meat, man, but now, you know, in a very healthy post-me-too kind of way. Give yourself a vegetable. You know, you got your protein, you got your vegetables, you drink a bunch of water, you wake up the next day and your stomach's a little flatter. Luckily, today's sponsor, ButcherBox, wants to celebrate uh, you this summer. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members two free lobster tails and two free ribeyes. Oh, you got to love a ribeye. 
in your first box so you can share a high-quality surf and turf meal with friends or enjoy it by yourself, you sad sack. Um, the process is simple. Sign up and choose your box and delivery frequency. They offer four curated box op- options and a custom box that lets you choose your favorite cuts. Butcher Box ships your order frozen at the peak of freshness and packed in an eco-friendly 100% recyclable box. Uh, you enjoy high-quality meat delivered to your door and more time for amazing meals together. Butcher Box is offering our listeners two 5-ounce lobster tails and two 10-ounce ribeyes for free. In your first box, you can only get this special deal when you sign up for a new membership at butcherbox.com slash burr. That's butcherbox.com slash burr for your first for your free lobster tails and ribeyes in your first box. I mean, come on, man. All right, policy genius, everybody. You know, while you're laying, layering on the SPF this summer, don't forget to protect your property too. Policy genius can help you find ways to bundle your home and auto insurance and save on the coverage. Why policy genius? Because policy genius makes it easy to compare home and auto insurance in one place. They can help you find a home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. They've saved customers an average of $1,250 American dollars per year over what they were paying for home and auto insurance. Their team will handle the paperwork to set you up uh, to set up your new policy or switch over your current one. Getting started is easy. First, head to policygenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers from Progressive to Allstate to find your lowest quotes. The Policy Genius team can look for ways for you to save uh, to save you more, including bundling your home and auto policies. If they find a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch you over for free. Their top-notch services earn Policy Genius thousands of five-star reviews across Trustpilot and, and Google. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Um, all right. Okay, with that, let's do some of the uh, some of the inquiries. Some of the questions here for this week. Um, all right. Einstein correction. Oh, Jesus. Did I say something wrong about the crazy-haired son of a bitch there? Hey, chill, Bill. No more drunk slur burr. Um, in the podcast on the 15th of July, you joked about Albert Einstein having invented the atomic bomb. Actually, he did not. Oh, shit. Shots fired. Was this Tesla again? Sorry. I had to get that yawn out. been fighting it for 20 minutes. He even warned the U.S. government about the advances of the German physicists. You know, people, what has happened to, like, basic grammar here? Actually, he did not. Okay, you say he didn't invent, he, you joked about Albert Einstein having invented the atomic bomb. Actually, he did not. He even warned the U.S. government about the advances of the German... Oh, I see what you're saying. Sorry, that was my fault. Physicist. I hear you saying he didn't do that and he even did this. Well, then shouldn't you say he did this and he even did this? Yeah, I think I am right. He didn't invent the atomic bomb, but he did warn the U.S. You should have said but instead of he even. I swear to God, I don't even think you guys are like dumb. I just think you voice text these things. So this is how if somebody was talking, I wouldn't notice this. But the second it's written down, you're like, that doesn't make sense. Or maybe I'm dumb. I'll, I'll go with the last one. Anyway, um, he, warned, he even warned the U.S. government about the advances of German physicists. He regretted it in hindsight as it spurred the U.S. government on in their project, which ended in the Japanese genocide. Um, he said in an interview, had I known that the Germans would not succeed in developing an atomic bomb I would have done nothing. All right, dude, fucking relax. If you think that we wouldn't have come up with that thing unless you brought it up, we, we would have. All right? Because we invented that thing. Did we stop at that thing? After, after Albert died? And well, well, I guess that's it. Albert can't warn of, of anything else. You know, we went on to fucking nuclear weapons. Anyways, just wanted to clarify that and defend my passed away countrymen. Um, countryman, where the fuck was he from? All right, Bill, just just 
just stop. You're dumb. All right. Something positive to change the subject. I think it is underrated what you did for yourself and your family by stopping drinking and going to therapy. How oh, aren't you nice? After I sat there and trashed your grammar. If a ginger binger, <laughs> I love that. Drinker like you can do it. Anyone can do it. By the way, improve your German accent. No, I'm not going. You improve your fucking English accent. I love how everybody around the world thinks that they can imitate Americans, but like, you know, it's like you go to France and they don't want to listen to your French, but when you come over here, I have to listen to your English? I will. To the store? It's not Z, it's the. Um, it doesn't really give our bad accent its due when you do your Hitler bits. I don't give a shit. Thanks for cheering up my cubicle ass and leave Einstein alone and go fuck yourself. Um, all right, I'll try to get better with the German accent. Um, I'm just doing, well, who I'm really doing is, uh, what's his face? Oh, my God. From, um, from what the fuck's the name of the movie? Also known as Why I Love the Bomb. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I can't remember uh, the name of it. Now I'm just not going to think of it, and it'll come up to me. And then the guy Peter, who played the Pink Panther, I have all half information today in my in my brain. It's his version of the German guy is who I'm doing. All right, wait a second. Let me let me let me. I got to look this up here. Why the fuck can't I fucking remember anything anymore? You know, I'm not drinking. I stopped using deodorant. You know, I don't even use deodorant anymore. And you know what's funny is if you shower every day, you're kind of all right. I'm not a big sweater. Turns out I'm not a big sweater. So I had all that fucking aluminum absorbed into my skin for all of these fucking years. You guys right now, first, man, you're talking about liberals and now you're like some hippie. Um, All right. What is it? Peter. Wait. Why I love the bomb. Dr. Strangelove. That's who it was. Dr. Strangelove. And I'm doing Peter Sellers' impression of a Nazi. So take it up with him. Um, All right. Space. Dear Billy Lunarhead. You know, I totally missed out on this whole Jeff Bezos going to space and that dick-shaped rocket, which you know he did on purpose because everyone was going to say it was a phallic symbol anyway. So he's like, all right, let's give it a fucking helmet. Uh, Lots of people are coming at Jeff Bezos for his trip to space. The common complaint is that he spent all this money going to space and that money could be used for people who need it. I think this is an uninformed bullshit stance. No, really? You're not seeing all these homeless encampments? First off, the amount of money it costs to go to space is one-twentieth of the budget taxpayers hand over to our military to fund research projects to make better killing machines. Okay, but they're just saying he could have taken that money and given it to poor people. You're telling me if he didn't use that money to go to space, he would have just given it to the Pentagon? Um, or you're saying that his tax money would go towards that. Maybe that's what your tax dollars, maybe that's what you're saying. So for starters, the people bitching are actually funding a less productive venture while screaming blasphemy at the rich guy. Well, he also could just write a check or he could pay his pe- the people at Amazon better money. Also, let's just call a hypocrite a fucking hypocrite. If you have Amazon packages coming to your house, maybe don't bitch about what the guy does with the money you gave him. There! Right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the argument. That is a great fucking point. The amount of people that was shitting on him that fucking, you know, myself included, I just said, pay your employees better. The poor people, they got to park in the middle of the street and run to your house and run back because they don't have time to do their roots. Uh, Not to mention that this was not a taxpayer-funded launch. Unlike SpaceX, which takes in huge amounts of taxpayer funding to stay operational. When my Tesla driving neighbor stopped me at the end of my driveway to bitch about Jeff Bezos' trip as if I give a fuck, I brought this fact about SpaceX up and was immediately met with, that's not true. Oh, yeah. That's what people do. You brought a point that destroys my argument. I'm not going to take it in. I still want to be right. 
Uh, it is true, Bill, but truth is apparently whatever you want it to be these days. All right, stop patting yourself on the fucking back, Mr. I'm so informed. Uh, fuck these uninformed pile-on opinions. Their shit Instagram posts and tweets are just as bad as the cable news companies you've right, rightfully been bitching about. I, you know what? You win the argument again. All right, I like this guy. You made two fucking tremendous points. You're bitching about a guy and you fucking buy shit from his company and your Instagram page is just as dishonest as those news companies. Yes, yes, they are. I was saying that to a buddy of mine, how everybody now, like everybody like knows how to just take the piece of information that they need and then spin it. Um, the hairy like chicks are really good at it. Uh, my boyfriend is cynical. Yeah, that'll wear you down. It's great for if you want to watch a comedian for an hour shit on things. But after a while, you know, you need to go get a root beer float, myself included. Maybe I was depressed because I heard my act on Saturday night. Um, hi, Bill. So I only know about you because my boyfriend won't stop, stop talking about you. And he listens to you almost every other day. All right. Did I need to know that you had fucking, you don't watch anything that I do? I get it. You're not a fan. All right. I'm here to rant and complain about how cynical he is getting. LOL. It's upsetting because I've been the type of person who is understanding. Oh, okay. Let's shit on your boyfriend and talk about how great you are and gets excited about life. I try to cheer him up whenever he's down or try to be a lending ear when he needs to vent. Oh, but if you're positive and excited about life, yeah, he's going to wear you down. But he seems to have a vent and finds a problem for almost everything, no matter how much I try to be there for him and help. It's just getting so exhausting. He just turned 30 and can be so difficult to deal with. And I'm starting to think that he has some kind of mood disorder or anger management issues. All right. Okay, I see where this is going because I am, I was this guy. And that's right around when it happened, right around 30. Um, I don't know what to do because it's hard to move forward with someone who is constantly complaining and finds a problem with everything and seems to only worry about himself. All right, the way you describe this guy, you should break up with him. I understand that life has its struggles, but he judges and rants and complains about every little thing. It's tiring to be around, and I don't know what to do because he's stubborn and difficult. I try to be patient and understanding as best that I can. To be fair, he's self-aware enough to know that he can get like this, but I'm tired. I have needs too, LOL. All right, well, you seem like a fucking happy, cool person with a good sense of humor. I don't know how bad this is, but... uh you know, it's probably some sort of childhood issue. And some right around 30, you know, when you haven't found your dream job, you're not married, you don't have kids, you don't, you start to feel like you're getting behind the herd. Um, and you don't quite know what the fuck's wrong with you. Because as far as my life went, my 20s and 30s was all about like fucking, you know, taking out my childhood on other people. And lashing out at people before, you know, you get into your late 30s and you go, all right, well, I'm still sitting in this hole. Maybe it's something I'm doing. Um, I would just tell him, just saying, listen, you're sucking the life out of me and I'm young and I'm in my prime. Which means if I stay with you, if you continue to be like this, I'm going to die earlier. Um, so why don't you fucking go into therapy, try to turn that frown upside down, or uh, I'm going to fucking leave. You know, because I, I, I do have to tell you this. You can't make somebody else happy. You can't. They can meet you and be infatuated with you and go through the initial stages of love. But then after a while, you know, they're going to kind of be who they are. And, uh, you know something like that can drag you down to where they're at, which I would hate to see that happen to you. And I hope I didn't do that to anybody back when I was like that. Uh, I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent cured as you can tell by this podcast. So uh, what can you do? All you can do in a, in a relationship is communicate to somebody what they're doing, you know, that is affecting you in a negative way. You can also communicate to them, you know, when they're doing something good too, ladies. Uh, but you can't fix them. 
So I would communicate what you're saying to me to him, see what he does with the information. And if it's not working for you, I would leave. Because if he's already acting like a fucking crabby old man at 80, I mean, I'm sorry, at 30, what's going to happen when he's 80? All right, CNN and Fox News experience. Uh, Dear Billy Balloon Breast, (laughs) I was listening to your bit on the podcast for the 19th time about CNN and Fox and wanted to share my personal experience as just how messed up the situation is. Oh, I love hearing from people that used to work for these fucking companies. In 2016, I was 17 years old. Oh, this is just going to be okay. And was watching TV with my mom, stepdad, and sister after dinner. We were watching their favorite shit show news channel of choice, CNN. Side note, I had just enlisted into the Army and was set to leave for basic training that summer. Anyways, I can't recall exactly what the segment was covering, but it had something to do with fear-mongering about the conflict in the Middle East. Because my stepdad knows that I don't feed mindlessly off the bullshit that CNN and Fox News. Uh, I am, of course, on the outside of the clique. So he likes to use things like that to start up a fight. He questioned me about the topic, but to him, the only correct answer is whatever bullshit the almighty CNN spews into their followers. Uh, One thing led to another, and before the night was over, he told me in front of my mother and sister that I would inevitably die in the Middle East because I don't believe in what CNN spews. Jesus Christ, talk about trying to win the argument at all costs. After he realized that I wasn't going to engage in his stupid, pointless argument, he threw a punch, and I had no choice but to fight back. Uh, Anyway, what started as a stupid argument about our desired news sources turned into me getting kicked out of my house at 17 years old. I just wanted to give my story about how these news sources uh, went from being important sources of information to a sort of team or country of their own where if you're not 100% with them, you are against them and deemed an enemy of the group of followers they have. The modern era of news is toxic and needs drastic change. Yeah, not to say that back in the day, you know, they were always spinning it, but um, it wasn't to the level that you knew who the broadcaster voted for, Um, which is fucking insane. I mean, back in the day, You thought wrestling was real and you didn't know who the fucking broadcaster voted for. That was it. Um, Anyway, sorry to ramble, but anyway, I love the podcast and you stand up and hope to see you at one of your upcoming dates. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, it's pendulum swings back and forth. You know, I remember back in the day when we were starting all this going to war stuff, you couldn't sit there and question like, are we really going over there for these people's freedom? You know, am I really supposed to believe that the way you've treated the government has treated fucking veterans of all wars, the way that they've treated poor people, people who aren't white and all of this shit in this country, the way they've treated their own citizens. I'm supposed to believe that you care about these people on the other side of the planet who are sitting on all of this oil, and the oil is not a factor. And I remember back then, if you fucking suggested that, that meant that you didn't support the troops, which is so insane. Why wouldn't you support your own fucking home team? And that, uh, you know, the, the whole thing is so fucking, the same fucking people that if you said, hey man, I think we're going over there for oil, they're like, America, love it or leave it, you know? And now the vaccine comes out. Now they're like, I don't trust the government. Now, why can't I be like, hey, America, love it or leave it. They're saying get the vaccine. You're not getting the vaccine. You don't support the troops, right? So it's just what it really comes down to is most people, they're just fucking selfish cunts. That's all it is. You know, and I'm not saying I'm not one. Uh, Well, you know, we got a lot of work to do, everybody. We got a lot of work to do. And I think the Internet was a bad idea. Overall, it was a bad idea. Uh, we're probably too dumb to be talking to one another. <laughs> I don't, and you know what? I don't have any fucking, uh, I have no solutions. Just like CNN and Fox, where they just scare the shit out of you with absolutely no solutions. So I, I actually, I do have a solution. What I try to be is I try to fucking walk out into the world, hopefully be in a good mood. 
and don't drag anybody down with my own fucking bullshit. It's the best that I can do. And then I try to help out younger people. You know? I think that that's what older people should be doing. Rather than telling them that their music is no good. Fuck! I did that at the beginning of my podcast. All right. I'm a work in progress. Okay. This this is the podcast, everybody. And uh, you know what I've really learned? I've really learned in life is that fucking... Since becoming a dad... Like, how my level of happiness has shifted. Like, what makes me happy now? Like, it used to be like, you know, I'm a fucking, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking sell this amount of tickets and I'm going to have this fucking kind of car and this bigger house and it fucking and all this shit. I have now, now that I have kids, you know what fucking makes me happy and excited is if I have a full box of Bisquick and enough syrup in the cupboard. I know that that can get me to 12 noon. And I can get, it can get to the first fucking nap and everybody's going to be happy. All right? Not saying I make fucking pancakes and waffles every day. But if the kids come downstairs and they're in a bad mood and I need to switch the culture in the locker room, dude, you fucking turn on the waffle griddle, they, they fucking light up. They light up. You make them the waffles. You get them going. You have a couple of waffles. Everybody's full of syrup. A little sugar rush. Yeah, baby, right? Then around 10, everybody needs to take a nap. You know, everybody fucking chills out. Telling you. It's a good fucking thing. And if you can take that little waffle philosophy out into your life today, then I feel like this podcast was worth it. Sorry. Um, All right, that's the podcast, everybody. I hope my fucking thing didn't die again. Okay, good, it didn't. Um, That's it. Stop watching these fucking news channels. Stop, you know, you know. I'm not saying all everything that they say is, you know. You know what I, I actually do now is I bring my I bring my thermos with water from home out to my shows. So I've I've used one water bottle in the last uh, like three months. All right, that's my little fucking nipping at the heels of global warming. And guess what? It rained out here in L.A. last night, which is fucking great. It's fantastic. All right. I got to go make some waffles. I'll see you guys later. Uh, Go fuck yourselves. Have a great couple of days, and I'll check in on you on Thursday.